But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky Veto and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. Guys, how was your week? I mean, it was good. It was a, a week. I'm glad that my future baby daddy, Turbo, won the challenge, you know, making that money for us for future, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Veto, how was your week? Anything exciting? Um. Tomorrow, today's my last day here at my second job. So I'm super stoked. You can can have way more free time. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a respectable job. (laughs) Antonio, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, um, I just found out today I made my dean's list my college. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. I love a smart man. Yeah. That's off to my uh, professors, you know, for dealing with me all semester long. You know, speaking of college, I uh, recently just enrolled back into school myself. Um, I just finished everything for orientation. And uh, even though it doesn't officially start till June 1st, I already uh, started my courses. Really excited to go out there and further my education and get a degree that I would never fucking use in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Good old college education. That's exciting. It is. I'm excited for you. I have zero plans to ever use this degree at all. I I, don't degree. What's because I already have I already have the work experience where the degree isn't even really necessary. But you know, why not have more things on my plate? What wait, what's the degree? I'm gonna finish up my bachelor's in business administration and then we're just gonna move on to my master's right after. Hey, that's what I'm doing. Hey, there we go. Everybody love I'm a smart you podcaster. You know what? But that's not the only thing that I have for me this week. This week, I was also inducted into the glorious organization of the Faithful Black Man Association. I've never been more proud to change the narrative. People seem to forget that the African-American male does not cheat. That is a lie created on Twitter. Trying to distract you guys from the Faithful Black Man. We are out there. We have our own gated community built by us, for us. Make sure you visit those guys at the FBMA.org and at official FBMA. By the Cicadies, my brothers. By the Cicadies. Also, also, my boy, Lyoko, your whole tweet flop. Nobody wants me to do the show sober. Totally flop. 23 likes. I do. <laughs> I was well, against how, it. How drunk are you now? I'm actually sober. Uh, once I started school, I quit drinking. I already quit weed six months ago, so. It didn't You're flop. supposed to party at college. Yeah, college was like 10 years ago. If you're More back. That. What? I'm going to school online. We're going to do it. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh I was God. going to say, wait a minute. You just drank an entire bottle of Hennessy last week. That was last uh, week. Now I'm in school. I wasn't supposed to start to the first, but now that I'm back in, I'm just going to give up drinking. Oh, and speaking of good shit that happened in last week, Veto 
congratulations on your follow from Bananas. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. It was so unexpected. <laughs> I know. It's about time. You should have been done that. I know. I never even, like, added him and told him to follow me. Like, there was no thirst involved. He just followed me one day. I was like, hey. That's cool. That shit. Wow. We, we always I have thirst. We I saw. have thirst. Yeah, <laughs> I have tons of my peoples trying to get me a follow. F you bananas, I'm unstanding. Hey, you followed me a good year ago, so I'll, I'll take that follow any day. I'm unfollowing, unstanding. That's not nice. Oh, well. You and your... Also, wow. Also, that's uncalled for. That, that, that was uncalled for. <laughs> now you're going to block. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Hey, before we we get into the splashback for today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to Anna at Marie Card Defender for doing the recap for the Kari interview. That was real cool. It was a great read. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Big shout out to her. Make sure you guys go out there and give her a follow at Marie Card Defender. That's my girl. That's my girl. Yeah, Anna. Let's jump into the splashback from the Kari interview. So like some of you guys know, we had Kari Maria come on the show last week. And it was great to have her on. She did a great job, but not everybody was happy with her appearance. Every week that we do an episode, we always put out these audio spectrum videos of clips from the show. But the people who don't actually listen, you know, they can hear what we're all about and, and get an idea of, of what the podcast does. But uh, not everybody liked everything that Carver had to say. So th- there was a bit of backlash, mainly because Carver responded to Devon. Some of the Devon stands out there, they think that we don't fuck with Day. And why would they want her to be on the podcast? Uh, people felt like we were only one day on the podcast because we were set her up. Now I'd like to address that. First off, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just awesome. For real. For fucking real. That's one. Listen, why would we set Davon up? Nobody asked Davon to come onto the show. How are we going to set Davon up? Listen, have you ever heard Davon? You think I'm going to sit here and say some shit and she's not going to jump all over me or jump down my throat? Fuck out of here. Um, sure you did. She already dragged you on Twitter. She did. And every time we mentioned Davon, I think we showed a lot of respect. We showed her a lot of love. And people, you know, really got caught in their panties about it. But, hey, if that's your opinion, it doesn't really affect us. Sorry for you. Let me just say this here. Even if it's a situation where we do not like the cast member as much as you would say, like we enjoy Cara or Polly or Bananas or whoever our faves are, is about being a professional. I can be a professional. I have to deal with people every day that I may not like, but that doesn't mean I'm going to treat them with any disrespect. I need to be able to do my job. Listen, if you guys feel some kind of way about our podcast, feel free to start your own podcast. Have whoever you want on it. Would we like to have Dave on? on? Sure. If she wants to come on, she's always invited, but nobody asked her to come on. Nobody's trying to set her up. Davon has been mentioned on his podcast several times, mainly because she is a cast member of the show. We have spoken about her very, very well. Now, me personally, have I liked tweet shading Davon? Absolutely. Absolutely, I've done that. But I like tweet shading a lot of people. If I find something funny, I'm going to like it. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. But, but our audio spectrum video got 12,000 views, so I think we're going to be okay. Thanks for, sure. uh, yeah, thanks for playing. <laughs> we're going to keep it pushing. Uh, another piece of backlash that we got is, um, I, w- I want to say not really backlash. When we put out the video, somebody who was at the reunion 
somebody at a wandering uterus at Nikki one four three. They put up a, <laughs> but um, they put up a thread and they said that they were there at the reunion and that they pretty much backed up Davon's claim of Kara having a bitter toxic energy. Now, normally, I don't really listen to a lot of stuff like that, but the person who wrote it really didn't come off like a hater. They really came off as more observant, and they were backing up Davon's claim. So I went there and I listened to the thread, and the thread was well-written and it seemed very well thought out. And this person was there given, given their perspective of what they seen. Oh, Davon responded and said, they're going to pretend not to see it, for which we did. Uh, I congratulated that person. I thought the person put out a good post. At the time, Carver was at a reunion surrounded by people she's been beefing with all season and been knocking off. So everybody got to stop jumping, jumping to the conclusion that they know her mental health or they know what she's feeling and all that other stuff. It's just really, you know, it's just really kind of kind of lame. And everybody jumped on that bandwagon to try to bash Carver, but really none of it was speaking facts. I understand things are your perspective, but that's just your perspective. Some people see it otherwise. So what somebody's miserable at the reunion? How many people cry and scream and are fucked up at reunions? Oh, she didn't want to, uh, you know, participate and engage with a whole bunch of people who dislike her. Well, whatever. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Most of them wasn't on the last episode of the season, so. I mean, I, I get it. You're in a place, not only did she have to deal with all the issues with the season, it's also the aftermath of the poly scandal. So you know that everybody there knows everything that happened. Everybody's judging it. Everybody's putting their two cents in about her and her mental health and where she is in life. So I get it. I wouldn't want to be around any of those people either because I wouldn't really want to hear it anymore because all I've been hearing on online, on Twitter, on Instagram is all about this stuff. It's the reason why she left Twitter. She just didn't want to hear it anymore. So I don't blame her for being upset and not wanting to be around these people. I don't see what the point of all of this is anyway. If she wants to have an attitude, let her have an attitude. It's no big fucking deal. Right, you're like, everybody on the fucking challenge has an attitude. Yeah, like, to, to a certain cares? degree. All of this, all this fucking stuff started because they, there was comments that we didn't call people out when they were on our podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's not how you go about hosting a podcast. Like, who wants to invite people to attack them, you know? That, it, triggered, it triggered all this other talk and so i just think all of it's stupid if carl wants to have a fucking attitude let her have a fucking attitude who cares she's getting paid to show up absolutely i think you made a good point oh um you know some people saying oh you guys were supposed to check her check her for what they gave her side carl gave hers what is there to check exactly that's the whole point of our podcast and the way that we maintain our professionalism is we allow people to come on our platform to speak their thoughts that's what we do as viewers so it's to me i just can't believe that all this blew up because we chose not to check her, quote unquote. Facts. Bananas. I mean, I think Becky and Vero said it perfectly. I mean, and for another example of that, I mean, when you had a uh, bleep out all the stuff Kara said about bananas, could I have jumped in and told her to sh- stop and lead the conversation somewhere else? Yes, I could have, but I'm doing my job as a podcast host and I'm not trying to cause a conflict on our show. And I'm just being professional. I mean, I'll I'm, I'm letting her speak her mind. That's what that's what our job is. So I don't see anything wrong with what we did. And I don't see anything wrong with what she did. I think that's a very good point, especially how you guys speak about your professionalism, which is one of the main reasons why I have you guys as my co-host, because I'm not professional. That can s*** 
off top. <laughs> Just so y'all know. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God. mean, they don't listen to us. They don't know us. Thank you. Why Yo, that's a fact. Me? You don't listen to us anyway. So why are we going to take your advice on how we should run our show? Nobody said bad shit about Day. Nobody said bad shit about Day. Even Cora. She is. She just explained what her side of the story was. She didn't say Day was a terrible person or anything. She just said what happened. And she basically gave the same line that Davon said. I don't want her energy. I want my energy. We're good. There's no bad blood. It's the same thing that Davon said. I don't. I don't understand where the difference is. It's because it's Kara and Kara's the devil. Get the <laughs> she demon out of my face. You know, I'm I'm sick of hearing it. It's stupid. If Davon was on, am I her biggest fan? I can't say I am, but I'm not gonna be rude to her. That's not my place. It is what it is. If you listen to us, cool. If you rock with us, cool. If you don't, you don't. A lot of people in this Twitter stand circle where you know a lot of us know who each other is and everything. Uh, a lot of people have already made up their mind about us. And if you're not listening to us and contributing to our views, why should we take your advice on how we should run it? We get to run it how we think we should run it. We're enjoying ourselves. And that's really all I got to say about that. Let me add one more thing. I thought that having Carver on here was going to lead to a whole bunch of negativity and a whole bunch of splashback. This splashback that, that we're discussing is so minor. It was so minor. It was really just a handful of people. There's a handful of people who I don't listen to anyway. More than anything else, the outpouring of love and support that Carver received, that we received from stands, from casual fans, from other podcasters, from cast members, it was absolutely glorious. I loved it. Uh, a lot of people said a lot of wonderful things. A lot of people loved the episode. More than any hate, so much more. I thought it would have been closer to 50-50. The splashback was really maybe about 15, 20% of it. Most of it was love, and I absolutely love that. So if you rock with us, we just want to say thank you. It was an absolute pleasure having Carver on. We wouldn't change anything at all. That's how I feel about it. Facts. I agree. <laughs> Facts. All right. Let's put a bow in it. It's on to the next one. Shorty, let's go. Let's go ahead and move on to this final. Starting off, all of the challengers are in the house, and Wes is trying to put the fear of God into them. He wants them to know that they should be prepared and that if the rookies flop during the final, it could ruin their lives. He said, if you lose, you could be made fun of for a decade. Do you think that any of the rookies realized how correct Wes was about being scared of this final? No. I don't think a single one of them took him really so. that seriously. Really? Not even Turbo? Turbo's a beast. He's probably just like, I don't even care because Turbo's... <laughs> I mean, at any point in this game, why would you believe Wes? No, I'm sorry. Wes has been really running the game, especially with these rookies. So I think that they should have taken his words more, especially since he has been through it. So... That's a yeah, fact. Honestly, I, I would have probably took Carl or Hunter's advice more than I would have took Wes's. Same. Just because I, I, I just think, I mean, all three of them will try their best to benefit themselves, but I feel like Wes is more of a backstabbing type of person, and I wouldn't <laughs> want to leave my faith in the game out in his hands. Well, he didn't say it. I don't think he said it in a way of, like, being a boogeyman and trying to psych him out. I think he was honestly being very serious. You guys need to take this this way. 
like understand. So you know, that's think- it's the way he presented it. It wasn't in a haha, you guys are screwed. It was like seriously, guys, this could really happen to you. It happened to me. So and, uh, I, 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 yeah, I disagree. I don't think he really came off uh, malicious when he I was do. trying to get them prepared. Yo, you just totally turned on Wes. I don't give a fuck. This whole game, he's been so (laughs) manipulative. It's the bananas follow. It's the bananas follow. She's just all over the place now. The bananas followed her. No, don't (laughs) don't speak for me. No. Uh, This whole game, he's been so manipulative. So, like, if he was trying to tell me something, I'd be like, yeah, fucking right. I'm not listening to you. So I feel like that's how the rookies probably were treating him, too, because they've seen him all season long being manipulative to people. And also to add what uh, Barrow was saying, you have to think like all these vets, they all they talk about all season long is who they want to bring to the final. And if the rookies are smart enough, they will pick up on, you know, all that final talk and realize, oh, okay, maybe the finals like hard as shit. And what Wes like they could believe what Wes is saying, but I would also take more opinions besides just Wes's. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this final. The house begins to stir at the sound of an incoming helicopter and TJ steps off to greet the challengers. The joy is soon dissipated when a dilapidated 10-wheel flatbed truck pulls up. And almost on cue, Carver starts complaining that it doesn't look safe. TJ introduces the vehicle as the pain locker and tells them that it's going to be their transportation. The challengers get dressed and climb in. Carver gives the pep speech about how no one's going to get to do this. You only get to do this this one time with these people. The crew arrives in the middle of the sweltering African desert. All right, TJ tells them that the name of this final is going to be the Death Path, and it's over 50 miles long. And at 50 miles, this is the longest final in history. Now, this marathon loop is six miles long, and it has to be done four times for a total of 24 miles, half ran, half on a bicycle. The middle has a checkpoint, and they have 20 minutes to finish. As soon as the challengers hit the second part of the loop, we notice that a couple, mainly uh, Wes, Hunter, and Turbo, decide that they're going to walk their bikes. Let me ask you guys, do you think that walking the bike was a good strategy for the second half of the loop? It really depends yeah. because I don't know what it's like to ride a bike on sand. So I'm not sure if it was doing more work for them to try to ride on the bike or to walk it. So I really don't know. I would well, say that it probably was easier to push it. Well, judging by how I looked at the show, it looked pretty fucking hard. I mean, those tires was fucking thick. I mean, yeah, I you can just see the too. work on the calves. I was like, yeah, no, I would probably walk it. Yeah, yeah. walking easier. Because the pressure you're putting on the bike to move in sand, it's a lot harder than it is basically on the regular street itself. So you're putting more pressure on your legs, and that's not good, especially for a 50-mile um, run. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I and mean, they even said out there that it wasn't like a, a hard path. It was all very much sifting sand. So I, I probably would have tried to ride it, and after my cab started to fall off, I would have walked the bike. It, there's, there's no way. Well, it seemed to work out for some of the challengers. But one of them, it didn't work out so good for. Still in the first loop, Georgia is obviously struggling. She falls off a bike, and she calls herself back up. She tries to ride again. She falls off for a second time. Ninja approaches her, but she got to keep it pushing because this is a final, and, if, and it's every woman for themselves. Georgia tells herself that she needs a break, and she tries to stand up and collapses again under the burning African sun. The producers call for a medic. They arrive and put her on a gurney. They give her her IV, and she asks them, in her delirium, is bare hair. I want bare. She is then medically disqualified and takes eighth place. She's embarrassed, and she's understand that she flopped the final, but she is proud of her performance. Let me ask you guys, how do you feel about Georgia's medical disqualification? You could tell she was struggling a lot and how, like, her body, like, if there's S for Bear, I mean, Bear hasn't been there for weeks, you can tell she's not, like, in the right state of mind. But 
uh, I, it's sad to see her go because I honestly, I think she, I don't think she would have won this, but I think she would have put up, she definitely would have had a better fight than so, at least Ninja and Maddie, I think. Becky. You know, I feel bad. It just, it definitely shows how dehydration can really kind of jump up and play you, especially in those conditions. And she, she wasn't ready for it. Uh, you know, I feel terrible for her. She definitely was putting her heart into this and it showed at the fact that she didn't want to, she didn't want to end. She didn't want to stop, but you know, doctor said, you know, we're not going to let you die, even though it totally looked like the challenge gods were trying to kill somebody. <laughs> all right, Vero. I'm with Becky. Um, This was really all about dehydration because a lot of people were talking about how Georgia was like running all the time and like her endurance seemed like it was going to be good for this final, you know, because it had to do with a lot of running. But, you know, you can't beat the heat. Georgia is a rookie. She definitely made it to a final on her first try. Uh, definitely a fan favorite. Nobody really has anything negative to say about Georgia. How would you guys grade Georgia's overall season? Yeah, so I think she's a rookie of the year, honestly. Um, super underrated, but she was always really performing. And so I feel like she did as best as you could for a rookie, aside from not getting a win. But yeah, I hope to see her back. Bananas? I would give her the female rookie of the year. I wouldn't give her the overall rookie of the year because, you know, I would give it to the guy that actually won. But, <laughs> yeah, but she had a great season, though. She had a few elimination wins. Um, she annoyed the crap out of Wes. And I really hope she'll be back because, you know, the banana army can uh, use a nice member from the UK side. Uh, no, I agree. She put her heart into this. She killed it. She doesn't look like. If you look at her, you don't think that she's an athlete and that she's going to kill this or be able to do anything. But she came in. She rocked. She's got a great attitude. She was always super positive. I swear. I, I, I got to say, I agree with everybody. Rookie of the year. You know, I don't care that she didn't win. But the fact that she had to get carried out on a gurney to me is like she would have she would have if she would have been able to continue, she would have killed this whole thing. So remember, stay hydrated. <laughs> um, Georgia definitely gave her all she had an amazing season I'm sure we're going to see her back I don't think anybody really says anything negative about her she's a fan favorite made a final she just may be built for this game more than people may even realize but Georgia wasn't the only one having trouble Hunter already started to get a bit fatigued he already fell a couple of times after reaching his first kill zone uh, he's starting to gas out. Wes approaches him on the trail, tries to push him, but Hunter decides he's going to take his time and walk it out. Now, Wes and Hunter have been in this game from, you know, from the beginning. Should Wes have stayed with Hunter a bit more to motivate him? Or at this point, is it every man for himself in the final? Becky? No. It is, in the end, it's an individual final. Yes, he wants him to succeed, and he definitely was you know, boosting him up as much as he could when they were in the same areas. But in the end, Hunter's got to do it for himself and he's got to have his own heart and really complete it on his own. Wes has to play his own game because in the end, he needs that money for his family, too. So I don't blame Wes for pushing forward because that's what I would do at that point. Money is money. I got you. Bananas. At this point in the final, I mean, it's clear that Wes shouldn't have saved Hunter. I mean, it's a, it's a solo final, so you want to do your best. And if you're helping your, at the time, I mean, we're going to take all pretty much. And why would you want to help your competition now? That's the, the, that's the last thing you want to do, especially on the first stage. And that pretty much determines, like, 
how you pace yourself for the rest of the final, you want that big lead right away. And then maybe along the line later on, if you have that big lead, you can spend a minute or two helping your buddy out. But at the beginning of the game, you got to do it for yourself. Vero. I'm with them. I think that, you know, he gave him all the tools and the opportunities to make it to the end. And now he's just going to do it for himself. So I don't blame him at all. Vero, I ju- just want to let you know, I love the way you answer your questions. Short, sweet, straight to the point, and clear. These two can learn a thing from you. Awesome. You know what, Malik? You can f- old. <laughs> Y'all are wild. My metaphorical non-existent <laughs> suck it. At this point of the game, the ranking goes like this. It goes Theo, West, Hunter Turbo, Maddie, Carver, and Ninja, and George is out at eighth place. At this point of the game, all the females are at the bottom. So Turbo is at this checkpoint when Maddie and West pull up. We got a wonderful spot about Maddie saying it's a marathon, not a race. And the producer called out for it. It's wonderful. Both Hunter and Turbo are dealing with cramping issues. Cara finally arrives and chooses Rampage when Theo wins Road On and West finishes Point On. So Maddie just now finishing Pyramid Scheme while Cara is flopping on Rampage. All right, and at this point, we can see Ninja in the death loop, and she's also having a hard time. She's starting to gas out a little bit, and the exhaustion is getting to her. So while Ninja's on the path, and very, very, very scary like she collapses off her bike. The producer rushes to her with water, picks her up, and takes her to the car where she dry heaves. Ninja is medically clear to continue the final. Do you guys feel like Ninja should have carried on, or do you guys think that she should have been taken out? Uh, Becky. What do you mean? Do you guys think that Ninja should have carried on uh, after she collapsed on the bike? Well, if she said she was fine to go, then, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, as long as she's medically clear, that's fine. I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm pretty sure in previous finals, everyone probably took, like, a break where they needed medical medical attention because, you know, it's finals aren't easy. And as long as they're medically clear, I mean, why keep them out of it, you know? Are you guys trusting the challenge doctors? Well, they've let a few people go on. Like, they did let Kara go on with a broken hand. I think she had the waiver for that, though, because I don't no, think yeah. they would have. She agreed to it. I remember this specifically in free agency. Yeah, she yeah. agreed to take any medical things that happened after that incident with that hand. It would be on her and not on them. Yeah, but I yeah and I think Tony that, did though. that when he had the spleen issue, right? No, he was medically cleared. Then he got destroyed. Yeah, he declined after. attention the first time, though, didn't he? Yeah. He, didn't he go to the hospital? I, I thought he went to the hospital. The second time he collapsed. And then he collapsed, and then they sent him home. Yeah, but I think before that, they asked him if he wanted to go to the doctor, and he medically declined, which you can do. So, Ninja doesn't have to worry about that, and she's going to continue on. But Maddie, Maddie's looking bad. And we see Maddie, she's walking at a snail's pace. She sees Ninja approach her and tells her, do it for the rookies, and gives her a fist bump. Ninja wants her to keep going, but just like Wes did earlier, she got to find her to win. DJ approaches Maddie, asks her if she can continue. She says no and quits the final. Quits the final. DJ scolds her, says, hey, there's a lot of money on the line. Don't be an idiot. You got to quit smoking cigarettes. So at this point, Maddie is out. How do you guys feel about Maddie quitting in the final? Becky. I could understand. She, she looked like she was done. She didn't think she could keep going. But I really wish that she had kept going at least... As much as I don't want to say it, I kind of wanted to see her go out. If she was going to go out, go out like Georgia did. You know what I mean? Don't just sit it out. Yeah, that's a good point. You should go out when you're that close to death. Bananas. (laughs) 
Sorry. I, mean, I agree with Becky. I mean, if we were to find out that much money, you want to give it your all. I mean, um, yes, this was a hard final. And, I mean, quitting does seem understandable, I would say. But with that much money in the line, I, I give up and I would keep going until my body gives out. I would, I'd rather do what Georgia did and I'd rather go out the way Georgia did than the way Maddie went out. Vero. I actually disagree with you guys. Coming, coming from someone that's completely out of shape, I would honestly say I do not blame her. She knows damn well she's not going to fucking win. She's probably not going to finish. So I don't, I don't blame her for quitting at all. Well, anybody who watches the challenge knows TJ hates quitters. We all love TJ, so we also hate quitters. But I do think on a final this difficult, I don't think we should shame her as much as we would shame most other people you know, for quitting. Yeah, especially because it was physical. like. You know, she just really could not physically do it. It's not like Jay when um, he quit because he didn't want to drink the nasty-ass drink, you know? <laughs> so I feel like it was way more understandable. That's why I said I don't blame her because if she doesn't think she's going to be able to do it, then but, oh, what is she going to waste everyone's time for? Just fucking yeah, gonna quit. The, the thing is, though, she didn't get to the hard part, though. I mean, the final stuff was hard, but she didn't get past day one. I mean, I feel like day two was a lot more challenging than day one was. I mean, day one, you're just running. And you're doing a few carnival games. I mean, it is hard, but compared to day two, I take day one any day. That's well, she didn't see day two. She ain't a psychic. Well, so. exactly. So <laughs> I mean, you can't say the final's hard while she didn't live to the other part of it. I mean, if someone quit on day two after experience what happened on day one, then it's more understandable. Like, especially if you're quitting. If, you're, if your body gives out, that's a whole different story. She was barely I mean, running. She was barely walking. She was like sliding yo, on the sand looked, at the yeah, end. She, like she was zombie. done. So was Ninja done. passed just out. Because, Ninja continued. Just because she didn't faint or pass out or anything does not mean that she like her body wasn't giving out. Like everybody's at different levels. Uh, so I feel Ninja like passed out and she let's, came let's, back. Let's, let's no just excuses. say this here, guys. Well, 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 all talking over each other. It's even well, Let's just say this. In the end, she knows her body better than anybody. So I, if she knew agree. her body was about to give out. I get it. I wish it would have been more because I knew that people were going to drag her for it. People were going to say stuff about it for her. So I was hoping there'd be a little bit more so people could not say anything about her. But I I understand. In the end, if my body is shutting down and I know my body, I'm going to stop. I can't well, keep going. Well, maybe didn't get dragged that much. No, I think, no, I think no, a no, lot of people. Dragged, really. Yeah, a lot of people kind of understood. Everybody's just like, well, yeah, we kind of get it. It's but, because but, TJ um, agreed. And it's because she owned it, too. Like, she wasn't trying to bitch out and cry. Like, oh, I can't do it. She was just like, I'm done. Which I feel like you can't, <laughs> you can't disrespect. You know, she, she openly admitted she couldn't do it no more. I feel like um, Ninja passing out made Maddie quitting a lot worse than what it looks like. Because Ninja passed out and came back while Maddie didn't let her body have the opportunity to come back. Well, Ninja doesn't smoke cigarettes, does she? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't if you know, look at Ninja, know, on Twitter. she's All definitely right. not. So Maddie is out. How would you guys grade Maddie's overall season? Vero? Um, with the exception of her quitting the final, I would also say she had a great r- rookie season. Um, she, I, you know, we didn't get to see her too much personally because she was involved in a lot of the Kyle Polly drama because she was partners with Kyle, but... I think overall, she left a good impression on a lot of people. It seemed like she was really friendly with everyone. And um, I don't know. I hope they bring her back, even though she quit. And I know they don't typically bring quitters back, but we'll have to see. I mean, I feel like her season was good, but not great. She had, I mean, she didn't really 
um, shine this season as like some of the other rookies did. If she would have come back, I would like to see more of her because at this point, I really don't have like a strong opinion on her. So I can't really like say much about her. I, I think she killed this old thing she did really well. Uh, I think she was a strong competitor. She definitely intimidated a lot of people. So I think it's a solid performance. I wouldn't give her rookie of the year status, but she definitely, she made an impression and I liked her and I really hope she comes back for another season. So Bon Voyage, Maddie is out. At this point, Turbo and Theo and Wes are separating themselves from the rest of the pack. West, three or four laps, four or five checkpoints. Theo has four, four laps, four or five checkpoints. And they're near the end of the first leg of this final. Turbo gets point on finish. Carver times out on Rampage. Theo on Pyramid Scheme. But Theo's done, and West finishes soon after. Ninja has one more run to finish. Turbo times out on Pyramid Scheme, and then he's finished. Hunter gets caught up on a puzzle. Turbo thinks he's done, but Theo lets him know that it's just halfway. After they wrap up, West collapses. Carver's still on her last checkpoint. But Hunter just timed out on the puzzle. He has to wait for her to finish out, to finish up or time out. During this, Ninja finishes and Ninja breaks down. And right now, the final has been timed at six and a half hours. Carver completes after Ninja. Hunter flops on the puzzle, times out, and the challenge is complete where for the first day. The sun goes down. TJ arrives. The top three for the first day are Thea, Wes, and Turbo. And he lets them know they're going to form a tribunal. And at this point, everyone is shocked. So let me ask you guys. At this point, during the middle of the final, is having a tribunal necessary? No, it's stupid. I think that they're just trying to increase the drama, but honestly, it's dumb. They should never have done it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I mean, it's different, like, for, um, what was it, Vendettas, when they announce saying the top four move on and, you know, whoever doesn't, then it's okay because now you're announcing it and now you're, you know, everyone's game strategy changes. When you're throwing this curveball at them, it's just stupid. It's a final. Let them just do what you got to do and that's it. Let them be. Yeah, I don't agree with the tribunal elimination stuff in the final. I think it's completely unnecessary. It, it wasn't fair. It was completely unnecessary. You already have the top three. Might as well let these guys finish running it out. So at this point, everybody got to vote. Theo's going to go for Hunter. He wants to protect Kara. Wes, shockingly, Wes has been working with Hunter the whole time. And he also has an alliance with Kara and Ninja. He decides that Ninja is going to be the better choice. And he actually chooses Kara, which shocked a lot of people, except for the people who think Wes is a fucking slime ball. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, I think choosing Kara is the best choice for Wes, if you look at it. I mean, do I agree with Wes choosing Kara? No, I think it was stupid. But, I mean, Kara is easily better between himself and Ninja, so, I mean, I would rather see Ninja go home compared to Kara. Yeah, I thought it was silly because Kara's going to come back, and if Wes ever comes back, Kara's going to remember that he voted for her. And that's why I think it's stupid. But if you're looking at a final standpoint, I I think it's a good choice because Wes is trying to play the game for himself like he does every single season. And no one listens to me when I say Wes will backstab <laughs> anyone, any day, any given time. Oh, I agreed oh. with you when you said that, remember? I remember. And yeah. everyone's lucky I wasn't on Twitter yesterday and I would have ripped everyone's asses apart because it's so freaking stupid. <laughs> All right. So Turbo decides he's <laughs> going to choose Hunter because he wants to put Hunter out of his misery. Hunter's over there dying. So Hunter gets called down to the killing floor. He has a pick between Ninja and Kara. 
Hunter decides that he's going to give Kara the vet respect that doesn't really exist. And he calls out Ninja. So now the killing floor starts. And this is really awesome because MTV decides to play a dope-ass Linkin Park song, hit the floor. So we got that going on for the final. That, so is the that final why you was, wore your shirt today? Oh, shit. You know what? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I noticed that as soon as we started the call. Yes, that's right. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Rest in peace. On this killing floor, both the competitors have to hold on to a rope attached to a monster truck named Tiny. Whoever falls or drops the rope first loses. Now, for this final, then neck to neck for most of the time, but, but Hunter got cramps. He's looking like a dead man walking. He looks at Ninja. He wishes her good luck, and he drops the rope, falls to the ground, and requests for a medic. Hunter is done. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Flop like a roast beef flat on his side. I think we can all agree that this elimination at this point was pretty fucking stupid. But Hunter's season is done. The defending champ is out. How would you guys go ahead and grade Hunter's overall season this year? Becky, kick it off. Oh, God. This is a terrible year for him. I, I, I feel like he's done so much better in the past. And I just think he wasn't mentally in it. So, yeah, no, he did terrible this season. Ugh. He needs to come back for redemption and fast. Veto. Personally, I think that he probably should have taken a season off to mentally get himself back together. So I don't think that his performance this season was that great. And I don't think he has very many fans after the season as well from the way he talked to people and acted. So um, hopefully when he comes back, he can redeem himself from both these past seasons. I mean, honestly, I forgot Hunter was on the season after the first episode. I mean, what has he done since then? Besides complaining that himself was going home and like he he didn't really stand out. I mean, last season he had he was in a lot of the like, drama and stuff like that. So you were able to see his face. And the season before that, you know, he had a good he was a good competitor. So he's just, he's slowly declining and he has to change. You know, he has to change if, if he wants to continue being called back and stuff like that. Wow, I can't believe you guys feel this way. I almost feel the exact opposite. I thought Hunter played a great game. He stayed low-key. He won just enough to keep his name out of elimination most times. He went in there. He eliminated Ashley in the first episode, which was great for him. And he aligned himself with Wes. What Wes take control. Wes was the brains. He was the muscle. And I thought he played great. He got himself into a final. He did great. His yeah. body just didn't hold up. He probably has to work on a little bit of cardio, but I felt like it was great. I mean, he, lo he lost in the final. I mean, yes, Hunter had a great season playing Wes's puppet in Shadow, if that's what you want to consider a great season. I mean, it worked for him. It got him in the final. Did he make money? No. Nah. Um, it does what I want. What's his um, hourly wage that Wes pays him to be a Shadow? I don't know. I mean, they got oh businesses together. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That was a good one. Damn! Hey, I mean, if he he's in on um, his personal space, I'll be charging rent for that stuff. Come on, well, you he know, has the rest to breathe on his own a little bit too. I don't know. Wes Wes got fifty k, so you know he probably broke him off a little something. Yes, maybe. So at this point, we're on day two of the final. Now, Cara definitely sees Ninja as her biggest threat, and you can tell she believes that when she says "fuck Ninja." 
But it's all good. I think those two are really cool these days. So the cast is able to get some sleep, and they wake up the next morning with the truck on the move. At this point, everybody is cold, tired, and hungry, and this long, grueling final isn't done yet. The cast is taken to a remote desert location, and there are three lettered circles before them, and it's going to be geography trivia time. TJ asks a question, and the challengers have to stand on the correct answer, and the winner will get a doom buggy advantage. Now, the first question I thought was hilarious. The first question was, Mumbai, Chennai, and Kolkata are cities in what countries? Bangladesh, India, or Spain? The fact that anybody was getting this wrong really, really shocked me. I could understand not knowing Chennai or Kolkata, but everybody knows Mumbai is going to be in India. So the challengers take the time, moseying to the answers, trying to piggyback off of everybody else. West plays with everyone by acting undecided, but he ends up on India along with everyone else except for Ninja, who picks Bangladesh. Womp, womp, womp. She's out. Now, the second question is even more embarrassing. The second question is, what is the largest river in the world? The Amazon, the Nile, or the Mississippi? <laughs> Yo, I thought this was general knowledge, and it shouldn't even have been that hard. Kari's the only one who gets it right. The only one who gets it right. She picks the Nile, and everybody else is out. She flips everybody off, and she twerks to take her advantage. Now, let me <laughs> ask you guys, what do you make of uh, Kari twerking? Becky. I'm always here for a good twerk session. Twerk, twerk. And my girl killed it. I mean, did she do it earlier in the season two when her and Theo won? So I guess that's her uh, celebration dance. Veto. I like the snake better. (laughs) 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 But at least she comes with the moves. Cora rides off into the sunset, and the challengers have to start climbing over several miles of soft sand dunes. Cora gets to the checkpoint, and she is instructed to wait for the next challenger to play a rusty version of Connect Four. Theo and Turbo are up front over the sand dudes, and West tags along and ninjas behind him. Turbo gets to it first, and Carver takes the first swing. Turbo dusts her in Connect Four and moves on. Now she has to wait for Theo. Theo pulls up, he watches Carver, keeps it pushing, yelling sorry, Carver, as he runs off. Ninja pulls up third, she dusts Carver, and she keeps it pushing. At this point, the whole entire advantage that Kara has gotten has been wiped out for the most part. Wes is the last one to arrive, and Kara finally gets a win, and she's able to depart. Now, the Julie wants to know, do you think Kara was robbed with that false one-mile advantage, or do you think it would have changed the placement? Becky. A part of me, it's, it's kind of hard, because I feel like at least she didn't have to run that mile. So that's kind of the nice thing. So she still was able to save her energy. But in my opinion, there should never be a situation where you have a game where you have to wait for other people to play a game. It's, it, in my opinion, that's dumb. So I didn't like it. And uh, I do feel that she was robbed, that she should have been able to keep that advantage. All right. Veto. Honestly, I think she was robbed, too. Um, they should have made it like a mile and a half run or a two mile run and just dropped her off in the middle of the run so she could have at least been maybe kind of near someone or not waited as long. But I haven't liked um, those challenges where you have to wait for people ever since they did that to Tony and Vendettas. I thought that was super unfair, too, back then, and I didn't even like Tony. But, um, yeah, it sucked. And then she had to wait until she actually won, which was even more bogus. They should have had, like, some kind of, I don't know, penalty, like she had to eat or drink something if she didn't win the first game. Instead, she had to wait and wait and wait. So she was robbed. All right. Bananas. I mean, I 
think it's clear that she was robbed. I mean, regardless of, you know, her not running the first mile, I mean, that that's a whole advantage right there. Because let's just say if that's not there, she gets to decide who gets to eat what instead of Turbo. I mean, I honestly, I mean, Kara didn't, did have a small meal to eat, but that still changes a lot because that still took time off for her. And now you're also changing the time of everyone else's because who knows, maybe Theo doesn't eat that much or maybe Turbo eats more, obviously, because, I mean, he wouldn't eat nothing. It's just stupid. It, it, the final should be start and and that's it. No breaks, no other bullshit. Just start it and finish it one day and, and no timing. Just do what you got to do and that's it. Yeah, I have conflicted views about this one too. Uh, the advantage was clearly that she didn't have to go over all the sand dunes and was able to conserve a lot of energy to be used later on. But the fact that she had to sit there and wait for somebody, that was total bullshit. But at the same time, she was also sitting there with the game. She could have practiced, she could have strategized, but she chose to sit there and wait. So I really do believe that Kara being held up is 100% her own fault. 100% her own fault. All she had to do was win and she didn't do that. When are you in? That's how it goes. All right. So Turbo is the first person to arrive to the eating challenge. Turbo doesn't eat anything, and he gives all the food to Wes and Theo and a moderate amount for the ladies. Now, Turbo was already shown early in the episode practicing running with a stomach full of food, but he doesn't eat anything. He decides to save time, make everybody else eat. You guys think that was a good strategy on Turbo's part? You want to ever guess so. That is a very astute observation. Thank you. Let's move on to the next person, Becky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking tired of you. Damn. <laughs> this to dismiss. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think, honestly, it's a good strategy. Mostly, it's just about keeping hydrated at this point. And... Because when you have a, a stomach full of food and trying to run, it is always harder. And it was he's already been having a hell of a time with those sand dunes. So I think he was smart, even though I think he should have just made Elise eating a sandwich. But, you know, Turbo's a beast and, you know, he's going to do what he's got to do. You don't think the food would have been some good fuel to keep him going? I think he thought he was almost done. I think that's more to the point. I think he thought that it was going to be over. And he was going to be able to eat afterwards. So i that's my opinion. I think he was just like, you know what? I better just do this without anything in my stomach just in case. Because, I mean, you saw Ninja come up. She started to throw up. And she didn't have a lot of food. So I think he just saved himself a stomach ache. Got you. Veto. Okay, but when Ninja was throwing up, it really didn't look like she even chewed her, her fucking food. So she probably threw up because <laughs> of that. Seriously, so swallowing it like a steak. Like so solid. I was like, did you fucking chew it? <laughs> <But> <laughs> She's hungry, man. She's anyway. In. That was like the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no wonder she didn't throw up. But anyway, I think that he, he was very calculated. Like he knew he had to keep it stepping in because he had no idea where anybody else was. So if he had to sacrifice a meal for it, oh well. I think it was a great strategy by him. All right. So everybody eats up their food. Theo gets there and it's hilarious. He calls Turbo a dickhead. And Turbo is just like, I believe in you. You can do it. It just runs off. <laughs> that, that he was, was like frolicking part. out. He <laughs> it was, was the so best. Happy. He's so, so evil sometimes. I love him. Absolutely. Everybody eating their food. Ninja's throwing up. 
of Cora packs it down as she is on the move, making up for time for flopping and connect four. So back to the race, Turbo's in the lead, but he's falling down a couple of times, and then the pain locker comes into view. He makes his way downhill, crosses the finishing line. But as soon as he crosses it, he realizes it's not over because there's no big fanfare, doesn't see TJ, only the pain locker. Cora follows him, and as soon as she gets there, realizes that they are not done. Theo follows next, falls to his knees, Turbo shits on his celebration. Same thing with Ninja, same thing with Wes. And at this point, I'm sure Turbo is loving the fact of watching everybody thinking they're done, and he gets to tell them that there's still more. So at this point, the pain locker is on the move, and they arrive at the coast. TJ tells them that they are on the home stretch. The challengers have a five-mile run down a beach, peppered with math questions down the trail. The math questions will unlock a lock that has a paddle to a kayak, which must be used to make it to the final part of the final. TJ also tells the five challengers that there's only four kayaks. Car is already having trouble with the math, but Turbo and Theo make their way down there first. Turbo immediately gets the lock undone and heads off. Wes takes his time to make sure the math is right, and Wes gets his done before Theo. Theo's starting to get frustrated at this point. Ninja gets his immediately, and she's off, and it comes down to the ex-allies, Theo and Kara. Now, the biggest problem I had with that part was Ninja. Ninja, as soon as she got down there, her math was correct. She unlocks it and heads off. Huge fucking mistake. Theo is already way ahead of her and Kara. And Theo is probably pretty close to Wes at this point. Now, this is a purge. So whoever doesn't make it is out. If she would have gave Kara the code, Kara would have figured it out and Theo would have been left behind, dramatically changing the ranking of this game. Oh, shit, I didn't think of that. Nobody was thinking that. I couldn't fucking believe it. I was watching, I was just like, why is she leaving? Why is she, like, like if Theo wins. I didn't think of it that hard. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, I I was just like, why don't she tell fucking Cora? So Cora knows, and then if Cora's coming along, Theo is out. Which, because TJ already said, even if you're in first place, if you don't make the canoe, you're disqualified. Wait. Um, at this point, who is ahead of each other, Kara or Ninja? Most likely Ninja. So Ninja's ahead of Kara? Damn. Yeah. And if she would have gave Kara the code, then Kara would have been it, and she most likely would have came in third place. But oh, she did. Shit. I, I had such a huge problem with that. I was just like, what the fuck? That's actually a good freaking point, man. Damn, I didn't even realize that. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. I am a fan of the show. Veto. What do you think about Ninja not giving Cora the code? Well, at this point, it was a little bit obvious that those two were kind of butting heads, um, probably just because they were annoyed of each other. But I don't really think that they probably thought about it because they were so annoyed with each other, honestly. Yeah, but they were more annoyed on the actual confessionals. In, in game, they seemed like they were like, you know, more, they were able to work together. No, because in um, game... Yeah, no, because... No, because in the elimination, Kara was saying she hopes that Ninja doesn't come back because she's fucking annoying. And then um, Ninja was talking shit while they were waiting for the last canoe to come through. So they were annoyed with each other. They yeah. were. The final would definitely do that to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were, they were hot. They were um, hungry. And that's you know, mi- tired. And that's and fine. That, exactly. And that's most likely the reason why Ninja didn't even think of giving the code to Kara so she could have a better shot. Because having Kara come on that canoe it only helps it, it, it only helps ninja out and it takes and it takes it puts ninja so much closer to second place and a guaranteed almost third place at this point yeah holy shit becky what I do mean, you think about that 
We didn't know that. I didn't even think about that the same way bananas did it. And anybody else, I don't think anybody was thinking, oh, maybe this will help me get third place. They she just wanted to finish. So I think that they were annoyed with each other. They didn't really want to be around each other. And I'm pretty sure Kara seeing her get through that lock as fast as she did just pissed her off. So she probably wouldn't even want to listen to her at that point. Well, but yeah, well, I don't, I can't have, see it. But Ninja had to know Theo was ahead of her because in the first, there was a two or three um, tasks. I mean, Theo was in front of her. So, I mean, she had to realize, you know, I'm behind him. Why would I want him to go on? I don't know. The whole, the whole thing's really like shocking me now. <laughs> in truth, in truth, Ninja was behind a lot. Like she was behind Kara a lot. Like she finished, I think, what third on the second challenge when they were rolling down the hill yeah. and they thought they were done. She she finished. It was Wes who finished last there. Yeah, she finished right before Wes, and she did. She finished. I think was third to finish oh, on the the fourth. first day, third or fourth to finish. So to be honest, I don't think she even thought about it honestly in truth put some clouds in the sky they'll think they'll think more clearer and then she probably would have thought of, thought of it she was dehydrated and starved and she just wanted yeah. to go sit down that's crazy holy shit i'm like <laughs> i'm like really mad i didn't catch that because usually i like i like catching stuff like that and i'm really mad i didn't catch it well malik's well, the smart one here you know what maybe if it was like live tweeting i would have saw it well hey meanwhile Turbo is paddling the canoe. He reaches the shipwreck first. Turbo helps direct Wes in the approaching Theo to the shore. In his confessional, the challenge gods ask him, why is he helping his opponents? And Turbo replies, I never lie for money. Take the money with honor. I come here like a lion. I would like to go home like a lion. I don't want to stay here like a chicken. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. How do we even deserve this guy? I mean, you included some vowels in there that he didn't say. <laughs> English is his second language. He's trying hard. The way he talks, like, I I love his accent, though. Like, some of, like, the UK accent, they are annoying, annoying, but, like, his Turkish accent, like, I I can listen to that all day and not be annoyed. You're the only person in the world who loves a Turkish accent more than a British one. No, not really accent. I guess, like, his, like, broken English is, like, better than, like, because look, um, all my grandparents speak broken English, and I can't stand it because like their accent and like it just pisses me off. But like his broken English is like a lot better, so I appreciate it. No doubt, and I, you know I think it's you really are cool. mean. That's what I'm saying. It's really cool <laughs> that we get to know that uh, Antonio, aka the Banana Defender, can't stand his grandparents. I had this to get back to them so they understand it and like. Like it's it's just a uh, that's why they immigrated here so they could you could have the American dream. Yeah, fucking jerk off, ungrateful motherfucker. Well, anyway, back to this final goddamn asshole. (laughs) Cora and Theo are still battling it out. Cora decides that she's going to head back, and while she's on the way, Theo gets it done. Cora is purged out, and Theo is off. Cora admits that this is the hardest final she has done. And, it, and it's difficult for her that she won't be able to get to finish. She's dejected. She's angry. She's sad. She breaks down in tears. And her game is over. How do you guys think Kara did this season? Kara had a great season. 
she fought her way through a lot of obstacles. And I, I wouldn't really say it's a fail, failure because she did place top five in the, in the final. She didn't cash out, which sucks, but she had a great season. You know, her and Paul, he had a good time on the, on the show. I mean, she can't really complain besides, besides not making money. All right. Becky? I think she had a great season. I saw her win a lot of dailies and then the tribunals. You saw that she was happy and that she was comfortable in her skin. And I, I give her an A plus for this season. She, she killed it to the best of her ability. And the whole situation with the final, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, it tore me up to see her so upset because Kara has never not finished a final. So that's one thing that she prides herself on. That even if she gets second or third or fourth, she always finishes. So it broke my heart to see that. So she's not a quitter. She, she kicked ass this season. All right, Vero. I thought she did great this season. She um, definitely was comfortable in her own skin. She won a lot of daily challenges. And, you know, her relationship with Polly blossomed. It's unfortunate that she couldn't make it to the end of the final to finish it all the way. But, you know, there's always next time. All right. You guys are wrong. Cora did fucking terrible. She talked all this shit. <laughs> and she fucking flopped it out. Flopped it out. She <sighs> won Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, listen, listen. She won Vendettas, and then she dropped to coming in number four and Final Reckoning. <clears throat> number four. Oh, she was... Not oh something that, no, no, that's not something the greatest of all time does, coming fourth. And then she does even worse the next year. She comes in fifth against real competitors. Real competitors. Uh, wow. Survivor winners. Big brother champs. Well, and in her defense, as you said, this no, is no, the hardest she, final. No, she, Ninja Natalie beat Fourth place... Fourth place last season shouldn't even be discussed. She had a ball and chain with her. Oh, Marie Marie carried her the whole time. Are final. you fucking kidding she me? She carried her the whole season. He's if just it, doing oh it. Oh my god, Listen, he's doing it, it on purpose. Now, nah, nah, if it wasn't for Marie and, and Marie alliances, Corey would have never made it that far. You're being the so fact that he's not answering, so he doesn't put it on the podcast. Listen, kick him out. Listen, <laughs> you can't. I know. Listen, she talked all that shit. She made Kyle's whole life a living hell. He deserved her it. Pa- her and Paulie made everybody in the house uncomfortable with so. their with their with their nasty hippie sex. Who cares? Okay, they're just jealous. Get it? Get and now it. she lost, crying on the sand, and her season's over. But listen, in, 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 in all reality, uh, Kara kicked ass. She was winning dailies. Nobody had the fucking balls to call her out. Not even Kyle, who she tortured all season long. He had an opportunity to go against her, and he passed. So that's not even on her. It's not Kara's fault that people are scared to go against her. She played a hell of a game. She didn't have to give up too much politically. You know, she just couldn't get it done. Theo even later admits that Turbo gave him the last two numbers and he was just fucking around with the lock and it came off. Just bad luck. It's pretty shitty. I look forward to her winning season 34. Bakari is out. Her season is done. Day after day Seems like I push against the cloud They just keep locking out the sun 
at this shipwreck, Ninja finally makes a way and TJ lets him know it's time for the Mad Dash, which I love. I think the Mad Dash is always a great way to end the final. They just start on the beach. They got to run down. And once they're finished, TJ's going to calculate all the times. After they get done, TJ lines them up. Ninja comes in fourth with no money. Wes comes in third with 50K. Theo comes in second with 200K. And Turbo is the winner of the World of the Worlds. Now, let me ask you guys, did Turbo deserve this win? Yes. How? Um, did you not see him do the final? <laughs> yes. That motherfucker is a complete animal. I like yeah. Turbo, but I don't... Enough I, said. I think, I think Turbo may just be a little bit too good for the final. Just uh, way too good. I mean... What a problem to have. He, yeah. He is a legit <laughs> problem. In all reality... <laughs> Motherfuckers are coming in here off the couch, smoking two packs a day, and guzzling fucking 40s of old E. Yo, Turbo is a whole different beast. I don't think he had any real competitors for this challenge. Turbo is definitely a beast. He played the game honorably. He won with honor. He did. And he honest- did. Yo, score one for the good guys. Usually there's so much backstabbing and shit talking and drama. Turbo avoided most of that. He played a clean game. And he won the big prize. He won the yeah. big prize. Hats off to that guy. That guy is fucking amazing. Yeah, no, and, and, to, and to your point, he is going to be a major, major problem if he becomes a season regular. He's going to be almost unbeatable. I low-key want to see him lose. Like, I love Turbo. Like, I love what he brings to the show. He's my MVP of the season, I think. I just want to see... I just want to witness him losing, and I want to see who the first person is to do it. Because he's been on three TV shows, Survivor Turkey twice, and The Challenge, and he has won all three. All right, so Jim, at New Challenge fan, wants to know, what are your views on the lack of equalizers for males and females in the final? Do you guys think it was uh, gender neutral? It was gender fair? I think it was fair. I mean... I don't think there were equalizers they could put into there. But, like, look at the yeah, final, this was though. All... It was, it was all individual. It's it's you can't say it was unfair for um, women because no woman cashed out. I mean, if you look at every single thing, you have no, nothing was really weight based where like a man was carrying more than a woman. They were all running at their own pace, all carrying their own like body weight. I would say, and they're doing stuff on their own. It's not like you know they all had to carry three hundred pound bags up and down this um the dunes. They're do, doing it on their own. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, I just hate how people are bringing up because no woman won money to how the final is not fair. All right. Becky, how do you feel about it? I, I just, I can't see how there could be equalizers in this. I mean, if you look at it, you have a track athlete versus a ninja warrior versus a regular challenger or even like Wes, who's just a regular, like technically a business guy who works out. So there's not a lot of an ability, because if you're going to have to do it, you're going to do it based on athletics. Theo is going to run faster and probably better than Wes. It's just to be expected. There's also issues with height and weight. There's no way of doing it fairly across the board. And I honestly don't think that the females would have wanted 
any equalizers because then people will say, oh, you won because of an equalizer. That's a fact. But that's every final, though, you're dealing with people running. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't see an equalizer that could have been possible with this. There, there's no way they could have put anything in place. I think they did it as fair as they could. Honestly, I'm surprised that the food section wasn't as bad. I don't know what's going on. Why the challenge guys maybe they decided since we're not we're, we're trying to kill them with running and and being in intense heat, we're not going to give them calf brains to eat. That's a but, good point. Th- there was no fucked up food this season, and I'm really glad about that. We don't really. Nobody likes the food shit. Nobody likes the gross food shit. It, it, oh, it no. doesn't the prove anything. Vomit is disgusting. We and we still got vomit. Like that. Yeah. Veto, how do you feel about the fairness of, of this final? I don't think there was any way that you could have slipped in an equalizer. The whole thing was equal from start to finish, in my opinion. I don't think that there was anything that leaned more towards the favor of men versus women and vice versa. So I feel like it was fair. I agree with you guys 100%. I think physically, this this final was as fair as could be. There was nothing with weight. There was nothing really that a male could do better than a female because you got people like Georgia and, and Cara who could run their ass off. Even though Cara's cardio has been, we've seen it be suspect at times. Now, I don't think the final was unfair. What I think is unfair is how the money was split. You got eight people. I think with these kind of finals, you got to have a male and a female competitor. No. I mean, the thing is, though, they announced it. Well, from what we know, they announced it what, during the season itself. They didn't announce the day of the final. If they announced it the day of the final, then, yeah, it's stupid. But they knew prior, top three cash out, eight make the final. So if you're looking at that, you have to strategize your game, you know, because you want to be one of the top three, not the top eight. Because that changes the whole aspect of who you want to bring to the final with. But I don't think that that's what he's saying. He's saying it's unfair for people to have gone this far and made it to a final and not at least left with something for completing or continuing through the final. I feel I agree with him. I feel like Ninja should have gotten a payout of something for being in the top four. The only reason I think that she should have got paid is because they allowed her to get a canoe to get to that last point. If they only wanted to pay the top three, they should have had only three canoes. That's my personal opinion. That's a fact. I, I think that that's why it's upsetting that she didn't get anything because she fucking finished with them. So they should have purged two at the end and had the three who were also getting money at the end, regardless of the gender. I feel like that's why it looked really bad that she won zero dollars because she finished the whole thing. She's like, well, I went through all that for nothing. When all the time was added up, there wasn't no females in the top three. It should have been the top three males, top three females, and some kind of a more equal split. That's that's just how I feel about it. But that wraps up MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds. All right, guys, make sure you stick with us. We're going to be covering both reunion episodes and we're going to do a little bit of throwback by covering the duel and have a couple more cast interviews. So we're not going to take any breaks, no time off. And we're also going to do the end of the year awards for this season of MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds. Now it's time to move on to tea time. All right. So there are a few contenders that wanted to jump into the ring today. First one we have coming up is Corey versus Kayla. 
Seems like things get crazier the closer we get to departure dates, huh? Everybody decides that now's the time to remind Challenge fans that they do still exist. Corey, <laughs> Corey during his live, decided to answer. so condescending. <laughs> hey, it's my thing. <laughs> Corey answered a fan question on his live, basically saying that Kayla thinks she's hot shit and she hasn't really won anything. So basically saying, holla at him when she's actually done something in the challenge. To which Kayla decided to remind Corey that he hasn't really won anything either and that he's lucky he had a pretty little baby so he can end up with the luck of a team mom gig. So do you think Kayla's right? Has Corey done just as bad and just got lucky that he ended up with a gig on a different TV show? Well, this is stupid. One, um, you know, usually Kayla gets a lot of, she gets a lot of shit because she, because sometimes out of nowhere, she usually come and takes a dig at Cara. Um, but at this time, she was responding to Corey. And Corey has talked some shit in the past. Um, you know, Corey could have taken a high road. He could have just said nothing. He could have just said, um, you know, I wish her the best. You know, good luck. You know, she got a new TV show. Wish you the best. And kept it pushing. But he decided to take a dig. So he deserves any, any clap back that Kayla gives him. S- simple thing. One, who cares about Kayla? Two, who cares about Corey? Answer for both, no one. That's a very astute observation. Thank you for sharing. You're I think Twitter though. thinks differently. <laughs> right. And Vettel? I just think the comment about him having a kid and landing a new show is kind of stupid, honestly. Did you think stupid. it was low? Did I just thought it was lower? stupid. I mean, it, she made it seem like he was chasing clout. I mean, like, yeah, he totally had a baby for clout. What the hell? I mean, That's some I people on Twitter get very defensive when, you know, someone's kid... Um, parenting gets brought up, so when their fave does it, I mean, I didn't say anything on Twitter. I have been on Twitter recently. I just hope you know they kept that same energy towards Kayla when you know she said that. I don't think they did. No, I don't think anybody new? brought it up. Chances are low. What else is new? Kayla and Jemmy versus Nicole Z. So Nicole decided that she has had enough of all the negative drama and decided to call out Jemmy and Kayla for trashing Corey basically saying they need to be happy for him and calling out Jemmy mostly saying that it's funny how she's showing different shot, a different side of herself. Although I don't know where she's been since these past few months, Jemmy has definitely been showing us this side all over the place. So Kayla and Jemmy both responded, basically stating that Corey started it because he started to talk trash about Kayla during his live, which he shouldn't have done. So basically Nicole just said that they should have, basically reached out to him via text or phone call. But of course they need an audience. So they had to bring it to Twitter. So I really enjoy that. Nicole is calling them out uh, for this situation. Jemmy responded to Nicole, basically saying that she was going to go ahead and contact her via text. And it wasn't going to be very pleasant. I'm sure Nicole is trembling at the thought of getting that nasty text message from Jemmy. So what does everybody think? Do they think that, it's childish for them to use the excuse of, oh, he started it. Or is no Cole right? And should they have reached out to Corey directly to try and get the drama to stop? The real question is, are you shocked that Kate, Kayla, and Jim are another piece of drama every single day? Damn. <laughs> you really hate well, on them today. That's all I hear. It's, like, it's just annoying how every single week we do this tea time bullshit. It's either... What did Kayla say? What did Jemmy say? 
It's like, oh my God, like every single week, they always have to be involved in something. Look, I they have get, nothing else know, better to do. Like, I, I honestly, like, they, they, MTV or someone, please just give them their own show so they can have like, like three viewers, maybe. And it just gives them something where they're off Twitter. It's, it's every single week. It's just frustrating at this point. It does seem like every week we got something coming from the Petty Pod. And most of it is, you know, as the name states, most of it is just petty and silly overall. I do think that they're starting to wear out their welcome. You know, especially Jemmy, especially Marie. Kayla, not as much. But I don't know. I I I think Kayla needs to just kind of pull away a little bit and get herself ready to get back into the challenge. I understand she's doing a lot of other things. I do think the challenge would be good for her. I know a lot of people would love to see her back out there. So hopefully they can focus on that and just get away from all of this. All of this Twitter pettiness uh, is starting to wear everybody thin. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm glad somebody called them out on their bullshit finally. I get Corey was the one talking shit first, but they didn't have to respond the way they did. So good for Nicole. All right. What's next? Uh, it's uh, Nelson versus Angela. But here's the situation there is they're back together now. Why? Lord knows. That's part of the yeah, fight that's fighting. going on right now. Yeah, it's going on like as we speak. So I feel like we shouldn't even talk about it. It's What's going on? Nate, Nate is searching for Angela clout. And, um, no, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know what's going on. Well, so let's Bing, talk about it. Okay. Well, Becky, fill them in. All right. So we have a situation currently ongoing as we speak between Nate, Angela, and Nelson. Now, you may remember Nate from X on the Beach, who is Nicole R's ex. Um, so basically, Nelson and Angela had broken up. And Angela decided to take a vacation to Tampa, in which she saw Nate, Nicole's ex. They hung out. They got really, you know, cuddly. It did seem like there might be some interest there. Turns out that Angela openly states that she was only snuggling up to Nate to upset Nelson. So upon returning, Nelson and her got back together. So... Yes. Uh, So the drama is basically stemming from Nate making comments towards Nelson, saying that he forced himself on Angela in Texas and that, you know, he was jealous that she was hanging out with him, to which Nelson responded that he never forced himself on Angela. And actually, Nate had attempted to kiss and force himself on Angela while she was in Tampa. She rejected him. She left, went back home. The whole situation is still kind of up in the air. From the look of it, Angela has released a statement defending Nelson, basically stating that Nelson had never at any point forced himself on her and that Nate had gone in for a kiss, but she rejected him. The only reason, again, that she was snuggling up to him was to try and make Nelson jealous. As of right now, it is looking like Nate is continuing the fight, to which everybody's saying he is chasing clout. Are we thinking this is a clout chasing situation or is maybe like on Nate's side or is this possibly a turn of events that is happening where Nelson and Angela are looking for clout? I, well, all of them get- are. All of them. <laughs> when I get back on Twitter, I am following Nate just because he is trashing Nelson. 
Of course you are. It's so bad. Yeah. But I, honestly, I, I only know half the stuff that's going on, but from what it sounds like, I think Angela and Nelson are kind of looking for a clout just because, um, you know, why announce, you know, breaking up? And I remember seeing Angela tweeting about Nelson cheating and stuff like that. And then what? Two days later, it is they're back together. I mean, if if it wasn't for clout, I think Angela would have kept it, you know, off social media, and they could work on it themselves. But you know, once you put it on Twitter and stuff like that, especially about a relationship where it looked kind of serious between the both of them, I think they're just looking for something. You know, the cast list for season thirty four is coming out soon. Um, I, if both their names aren't on it, I wouldn't be shocked. And maybe today they're bringing drama, you know, maybe to get an alternate spot on next season. Who knows? I mean, when, when shit like this plays out, it's just all so messy. And Angela seems to find herself in, in the middle of a lot of these messy situations. No matter if it's with Johnny or Torai or, whoever, or, or Nelson, whoever she's dealing with, it just seems to always get messy. Uh, I've seen somebody put a post out like, hey, maybe, maybe it's Angela. Now, I don't know all the final points. I, I do know Nelson is out here snitching, though. Talk about stop selling drugs out of your barbershop. I don't know how much truth are to these statements. It does seem like a lot of, it does seem like a lot of uh, uh, petty, libel, slanderous shit that probably would have been better handled not on Twitter. And, and that's all I got to say about that. I mean, I don't know if this changes or adds to it, but he's also been talking about Nicole R., uh, Nicole Ramos, which everybody knows is not his cousin, Nate. Nate has been talking trash about Nicole on the timeline, basically saying that she got mad at him and that he, she's trying to claim that he's also trying to gain clout from trashing her. So we also have that kind of weighing in where people are like, okay, Nelson and Angela might be a little bit shady, but Nicole really doesn't get into a lot of fights. But you said they're exes, though. So why would Nicole defend them? Well, they were—they're friendly. They're trust me, they're friends. They were at least at a time. They would do a whole bunch of stuff together. So they were actually really cool up until a certain point. Nobody really knows what happened, and Nicole's been talking about it on her. Like she even made a, a tweet about how he's been annoying and how he's trying to chase clout on her. He's been saying it. He's not trying to do that, and. That's basically that everybody's just trying to use him to stay relevant. Like anybody really knows who he is. Um, I don't really know. Like really? I like Nate, but I really don't never knew who he was. Besides um, uh, X on the beach, what show was he on previously? Did they just grab him from like somewhere random or was he on a show before that? No, he has always been on X on the, that's the only thing he was on. He was Nicole's ex on X on the beach. That's it. Oh, so he was just like a random guy that she dated and he just broke up or onto the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I haven't seen that so sure I know how it works. Yeah, I think he was her most stable ex. I think that's why they brought him. (laughs) (laughs) But he he tried to say that they were only dating for like a a couple months, seven years ago or something like that. But this isn't the same Nate that was on the season that you know. No, 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 it was not right. Oh, because because there was a Nate that dated Nicole for a little bit. Yeah, they're both Nate S. It's not the same Nate though, right? No, 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 it's a different one. But also what's interesting is on the show on X and the Beach, they say that they dated two times for like, I don't know, for a long period of time. And then he broke up with her and then started dating somebody else and, and proposed to the next girl. 
but then broke up with them and then got back with Nicole and then broke up with Nicole again and proposed to the girl after that. And they've been on and off for years. And that's what their storyline was on X on the beach. So the whole situation's a little bit shady. I mean, it's happening now. So we'll probably find out more come next week when we talk about this again, probably. Yeah, it'll probably be ongoing. Yeah, that whole thing is pretty fucking stupid and it's tragic and it's messy. But since we're talking about stupid, let's go ahead and move on to the dumb tweet of the week. And we're going to stay in familiar territory with this one. And we're going to go with Nelson. Well, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> now, while um, the challenge was having their, their mini challenge featuring a lot of our faves from the past, including Emily Schramm, Derek Kaczynski, Tori H., Alton, Veronica, uh, Nelson decides to tweet out, am I watching the challenge survival of the senior citizens or question mark, question mark? There, aren't they all around the same age? Yes. In fact, Emily Schramm is two years younger than Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's really embarrassing. God. It's really bad. You know oh, what? my God. All he had I... to do, all he had to do was not say fucking nothing. Not say nothing. So but... does this confirm Nelson's, you know, clout chasing, you know, twice in the same day or 24 no, hours? I just, I, just, I just think he's dumb. I mean, Sometimes. I've been saying that for months now, and he finally blocked me last week. So maybe he's starting to realize it. You know what, though? I'm not going to give him too much shit because earlier today he tweeted uh, he has a lot of respect for these vets, especially like Darrell, um, Emily, Veronica, Derek. He said nobody found his joke funny. He said it was a bad joke. I own it. He didn't really apologize, but at least he owned up to a bad joke. Now, as somebody who has put out a bad joke and got dragged all over the internet for it, I understand. So, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to speak about that. Kind of Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I don't think he was really joking. I think no. he's saying it's a joke now. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's covering it. Just up. kidding. I was only kidding. joking. This is the first time he did it. Do you know how many stories he had in the past? Yo, we only had like three or four dumb tweets of the week, and I swear Nelson has been like 75% of them. It's a goddamn shame. I mean, just look at him. <laughs> and you and you and Becky with your typo. <laughs> that wasn't a typo. I, I asked I a said. question and you did not answer the question. Me, what? What are you talking about? You said, "Oh, I can't wait to see who wins," and uh, it was some shit like that. I forget. Let what me pull it up about? right now. Oh, I'll scary. pull it up. Wait, what? These two co-hosts you have here, um, Nelson and Nelson Jr. Oh, Nelson God. Jr. And Nelson the third. Are you talking about the GIF or the GIF thing? No. It's GIF, by the way. Wait, what? I'm so confused. No, I Googled that. What have I missed the last three days? See what happens when you walk away? Okay, listen to this. Listen to this question. Okay, listen. Are we going to hear the winner tonight or at the reunion? Response. And I said, I hope not. Yeah, well, I hope not. How is that? What did... I said, are we going to, is it going to be this or this? And you put, I hope. Oh, not. I hate that shit. Like, I'll ask my friends, are we doing this or that? And they say, yes. I'm like, yes to what? I know. Malik did that. I hope not. I hope not. Well, to wait, what? wait, you what does that have to do last... with me? I mean, I hope, yours, I hope that we, we don't hear it tonight. Shit. Listen, what did I, I say? You, you said, here's, I will take starvation <laughs> for number one spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will take starvation. Please, I will spot. take. I was like, Shut up. okay, I'm going to have like, a stroke. He's but, like, 
That's not because we're dumb. It's it's, it's autocorrect and it's stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, okay. You know what? You're just being dumb. You're answering the question. Well, I'll tell you this. I just reject your hypothesis. Oh, and I wish you the best up. in the future endeavors. <laughs> Thanks for playing. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bananas, close us out. Anyway. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Another great episode of Podstar is Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, podcasters. Deuces. Deuces.